0: This is the Sporting KC Show on Sports Radio 810 WHB. It falls to on the volley! What a finish! Kinda has struck! It falls to Polito, and he puts it in! To Johnny Russell, first time shot! And Johnny Russell has a hat trick! The Sporting KC Show is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Superior light beer with only 95 calories and 2.6 carbs. Michelob Ultra find your fit. Now your host, Nate Buchanan. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Sporting Kansas City Show on your home for SKC Soccer, Sports Radio 810 WHB and wherever you get your podcasts. We have a very, very busy show for you today because there's a lot to talk about. Joining me as always, Allie Trost. Allie, how are you today?
1: I'm doing well after an exciting, well, bittersweet, right? You got the exciting Gold Cup win, on Sunday night and then the disappointing US women's national team Olympic loss to Canada. Mm-hmm. But that gold cup was awesome. And hey, sporting's got a chance to rebound this week.
0: Yep.
2: And we've got Connell McCord here as
0: well. Connell, how are
2: you? Fantastic as usual. Yeah, yep. Just off the can or the gold cup. And just can of I write and highlight like it was a very eventful night anyway.
0: Boy, wasn't it um we have a lot to get to on the show today. Jacob Peterson's gonna join us. The answer who remains the answer to a big trivia question, by the way, because Daniel Shallowy had gone into the game this past weekend having scored in four straight home games, um, which was tied for second most, I believe, in uh, in sporting Kansas City history in terms of consecutive home games with a goal behind Jacob the answer Peterson wow. who scored in five straight home games back in 2016, I believe it was. So he still has the record because Daniel didn't score, unfortunately, on, uh, on Saturday, Sporting had the loss. We're going to talk with Jacob, though, about all the different topics we have on the table. We're going to review that game against FC Dallas, plus a couple of national team games over the weekend, and then two big games coming up on the road for Sporting Kansas City this week, starting on Wednesday night at LAFC. Allie's going to be on the road for both of those games as well, so we'll get into that in a little bit. But, guys, we got to start with the United States versus Mexico in the Gold Cup, right? I mean, out of all of the games we watched this weekend— uh, first of all, that was the win, so yeah. <laughs> I want to talk right. about something positive. <laughs> but that game was incredible. Um, I watched it at home with my wife and kids. We were all going crazy, jumping off of the couch at different moments in the game, um, and it was incredible to watch. So let's start there. Allie, first of all. How did you watch it? What was your experience and what maybe stood out to you most about the performance?
1: Uh, I was at, as I just learned how to pronounce this, Zocalo. So I was actually surrounded. say sura- the way you say it. Zocalo. Like, okay, I go. was Zocalo. born in Missouri. Okay, you guys? Cut <laughs> <laughs> me some slack here. Um, watched it there. So I was actually surrounded by quite a few Mexico fans. Who, who would have thought? You know, uh, me. <laughs> I was enjoying some margaritas with them as we watched uh, the game. But, you know, I, number one, someone just needs to, if I have, an alcoholic beverage and me just put duct tape over my mouth yeah. and send me out because I of course had to make a comment and this was I this was right before the goal was scored. I I just said something to a table near us. I was like, bucio and they just like glared at me. And then I was like, "But Polito, right?" And, yeah. You know, it it, it was too <laughs> far gone to at shop, that point. Like it, like it. Um, no, but you know, I think from from a tactic standpoint, I thought you know for Greg Ber- Berhalter to have two massive wins this year and and yeah the gold cup in the grand scheme isn't the it's going it's going to be the world cup that's really going to determine his future and how he's regarded as a manager of this team but I thought his substitutions were smart I thought the way he managed the game was really smart again and then just like this group for them to come together this the whole storyline all through the gold cup this is the BC team you blah, blah 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 the way this group of guys came together and seems to also really like playing together. I mean, just in everything that we've seen from a co- – I mean, I've watched a lot of the content that U.S. has put out with different interviews with the guys, seeing them on all their IG Lives going crazy after the win. This There's a very promising future, and not just with the team that we saw win in the Nations League final against Mexico, but with this group as well. And that's really exciting, and that's just going to make U.S. soccer as a, as a whole collectively better. And there's still time for some of these players to improve before the World Cup qualifying.
2: I think last night was uh, a bit of a watershed moment for uh, U.S. soccer just in general. I mean, they proved kind of, in my mind, they proved with the Gold Cup that they could go with their first team up against most teams. I mean, they proved they were kind of the kings of the, the region. Last night I thought was different in that, um, I so I kind of, sp- just personally, I kind of spend a lot of time Almost lobbying for soccer in this country, just like speaking to people back home and people speaking about you know it's the level. We appreciate and, you. I mean and a lot of it's not like <laughs> I our, thought you were gonna
1: say you
0: spent a lot of time gambling, but that was <laughs> <not> <laughs> okay. yeah, never mind. Yeah. gambling on US soccer, <laughs> which I always which, tell people
1: don't gamble on soccer. They were, were heavy soccer, underdogs from what I understand. Oh my heavy god. Heavy
2: underdogs, right? Yes, going in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were. I mean Mexico were favorites to win the tournament from before a ball was kicked. Right. Yeah. Because we knew what the we knew what the teams were. We knew it was an MLSA going in, so just last night, I was just kind of reflecting, listening to, just watching everything going on and taking it all in, and it was, because, I mean, it's just people who are invested in soccer, just like, what. so what is the standard actually like, what is the quality like, what is, and there's a, people tend to focus on some negatives about, like, you know, no promotion, relegation, all this, you know, the old lazy arguments they're throwing in, but last night, was an MLS squad like get don't? There's no getting away from that. Like it was, mm. there was players mixed in from Europe, but that was an MLS. squad There was one, squad. only
1: one from the Nations League game on the on the field. You know, and, compared to Mexico, I mean, just and a that pe- was
2: it, and that was player. Mexico's A team. Yeah, and so last night, kind of, it was the first time I've ever kind of felt vindicated in all the lobbying that I've been doing mm. for Luke. Don't. Don't write this league off Mm -hmm. in a way. You know, look, there's lots of players moving to Europe and they don't need me to defend them. Like, it's just from what I see from here. Because when I started working around the league, I was like, well, look, I'm going to have to try and buy in fully, you know, to the culture too. Because it is different. Mm -hmm. There's different Mm -hmm. styles of play. You have to get used to seeing certain things. But last night was an MLS team and they went toe-to-toe with the best that Mexico had the offer for 120 minutes and came out victorious. So, like... Just to those people now, basically, that I was mm-hmm. talking to, snicker and laugh at MLS in the US while you can because this is a nation that takes sport very seriously and they're obsessed with being the best. And there's, with the 2026 World Cup around the corner, it just feels like it's the first time I've ever kind of felt vindicated in, like, well, there really might be a bit of a storm coming and, here. And, things and proving and, it
1: to not just European. You know, soccer fans, but even American soccer fans, I think, were proven something in that game because I'll admit that I wasn't very confident coming in. I mean, when you look at the Olympic qualifier and how that went, it was like, what? What's the plan? What's going on? Is it really? I I was under the impression, like, hey, the A team—that's that's that's where it is—and beyond that, well, hey, maybe
2: you know, maybe in a a few
1: years we'll we'll see it, but we saw it last night, or you know, on Sunday night,
2: and they were brilliant too. Like they were. Standout performance from MLS players across the park. How good was Kellen
1: Acosta oh. last night? Just tremendous. Incredible. Chef's Just kiss. Uh, hang brilliant. On, I'm,
0: I'm over here eating my crow on Kellen Acosta right now, by the way. Because right. I, I was not a big believer. I'd been frustrated with him over the last few years. He was incredible this whole tournament. I want to come over here and give you a hug right now I mean, <laughs> I, you're going to make me cry like Alexi Lalas <laughs> uh, no. on the post game. It because was kind of one of I, those thoughts. No, after I, I, I am so glad to hear you. Say these things because we're going to have Jacob Peterson on in a little bit to get his thoughts on it. I'm hearing a lot of people say, "Hey, pump the brakes. This is the Gold Cup, um, and all that." And and I get it. If they don't back it up by qualifying for the World Cup here and starting in September, this will all be uh, a distant memory that that become that has different, very different context to it. But what you said, I'm so glad you said what you did about Major League Soccer because we hear all love the league right and and those of us there's a small niche of us in the united states that love this league um we're trying to convince soccer fans in america to love this league more Mm -hmm. before we even worry about the the anti-soccer person out there that doesn't want to give it a shot we're trying to get all the soccer fans in this country to take this league seriously and this league is getting better and better and better, and it has been from day one. But it really has accelerated right in front of our eyes over the past few years. There are there is a reason that players like Alan Polito, who is a a Mexican first choice Mexican team player, is choosing to spend the prime of his career in this league. And you just looked at you talked about it, Matt Turner the go, the golden gloves
2: tremendous you know it was, the was right.
0: fantastic <laughs> the in whole this tor- tournament the whole tournament uh, we were all mad that Melia didn't make it mm-hmm. and I still would love to have seen Tim get there he backed it up he yeah did. he was incredible and and he plays in this league Sands young player worked his way in defensive midfield center back Miles Robinson was incredible I thought like I have goosebumps I feel night. such like like mm-hmm. a loser
1: but like when you think back just Everything that you're saying right now and then thinking of those individual performances and then being able to say, that guy plays in Major League Soccer.
0: Right. I'm going to keep going here. Bello, young player, mm-hmm. coming up through a, through. Assist, another homegrown player, coming up through Atlanta. Williamson and Acosta are in their mid twenties, and people in this country want to say, "Well, you shouldn't be playing for the national team if you're still in your mid twenties and you're playing domestically, right?" Every there's this kind of thought process. Yeah. Now you need to be a Busio, you need to be 19 years right. old and go to Europe, or you're not worthy of our consideration. Those guys were fantastic yesterday. Acosta was brilliant. I think he was the best player on the field in the game yesterday. You know, um, Hoppy is the only guy who's not an MLS player that was in a starting eleven, right? And then Jossie's artist. So he is, Greg Berhalter said it, he's the best number nine in the American player pool right now, and he is. Mm-hmm. He plays here. Now, maybe someday Daryl DK will be better. Maybe someday Josh Sargent bit, will be better. He's just a bit fu- further
2: behind. They're, they're, in,
0: they're kids. Right. They're kids. And maybe they'll grow into that. But And then you know, guys like Busio come off the bench from yeah. Major League Soccer. That I'm so glad to hear you say that, Connell, because that is important, by the way. It is important that this league continue to grow and develop players, mm-hmm. and 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 it was uh, it was on display in that game.
1: Well, and here's the other thing too. Like when you're talking about some of those young guys, like Busio, for example, or Daryl DK, that's okay if they're not there. But what you do need is that you need the Acostas, you need the Zardes, you need them leading, and they did. Kellen more, Acosta was not just a fantastic player, the best player on the field. I would agree, he was a leader. Mm-hmm. He had that that that. Beautiful set piece. I mean, the service was fantastic, and just the like the winning mentality that they—that's what you need.
0: He went through Uh, the course
2: uh, of that game, right? And even the the delivery you're talking about, he had an identical one. Like in, I think it was about the seventy fourth, seventy fifth minute, identical. And they just, I think the goalkeeper got down to make a save from Ariola was running in the, blast in the back of the net, like like again and again and again, just consistency Mm -hmm. and tackling, throwing. He was the player. He was the man of match last night. Like, yeah.
1: It, it says a lot too. I mean, the fact that you can get those kind of performances out of someone like Kellen Acosta, who, like you said, well, there's the criticism of, oh, well, like mid twenties, why aren't you playing in a better league? And you're, well, if they're able to develop and still progress in MLS and then come out and be the leader in those games at the point in their careers in which they're at, then that's all. I mean, that's what you need. What right, more and, do you want? Yeah. yeah. What
2: more do you
0: need? Like, it also just shows the, the standard in this league. When Gianluca Busio was brought into that game, he was ready for it. Mm-hmm. He was not overwhelmed by the intensity of the match, by the stakes of the match, by the quality of play on the other side of the field. He was ready for it and he got that preparation playing for Sporting Kansas City mm-hmm. in Major League Soccer. Can he grow more if he goes to Europe? Sure. You know, but I'm just saying that like there's there th- I think that there needs to be acknowledged that this league is not a joke. Mm-hmm. And and this league has some world-class players in it and the standard of play across the board continues to elevate and I think that it was on display in that game. And that's gonna be a big deal when it comes to the qualifying campaign as well. With these three game series, the guys are gonna to have to come back for. They're gonna a lot of these players that played in this game are gonna have a hand in the qualification, yeah. You're process. not going to
2: tell me that Miles Robinson isn't going to be in the World Cup squad. Oh yeah. Tell so, me, you know what I mean? Like, it's <laughs> <laughs> how, how do you not? And he was, he was. Phenomenal and that's something too, that the team like. really needed. They need some mm-hmm. centre backs. But yeah. even, even that, and then he was when they were pushing for the winner. Mm-hmm. He was the one stepping in the midfield, playing mm-hmm. the ball, spreading it wide for mm-hmm. to be crossed into the box and stuff. So there's a lot of really young, not and not even all young. There's a lot of mm-hmm. talent in the US soccer ranks, and that's why I'm just saying, look. There seems to be love a, a, a storm coming, mm-hmm. so I hope the South mm-hmm. Americans and the Europeans are ready for it.
1: Well, and I remember Vermees had said this after um, the Olympic qualifying, you know, just fiasco or whatever you want to consider that <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, in retrospect. But, you know, he just emphasized how important it is in these situations to win together. I mean, for, if we're looking at it from the mentality side, this group that that achieved what they did in the Gold Cup, that's not just going to translate to on-field success because of you know the the on-field part of it winning together breeds this this confidence this you know furthered chemistry and like i mean you could just see it in in how they were celebrating together and how they act around each other i mean that's just something that is you need to have those experiences because when you're able and whether you win or lose in those big games the fact that you got there mm-hmm. and experienced that as a group is going to be something that is then you know tapped into in the world cup qualifiers well, in those in those even bigger games on the bigger stages
2: like psychologically for because if we knew let's be honest these players don't they're they they do not have the blinkers on if we knew that that wasn't the a us national team that wasn't the best that the us had to offer that was being put out in the gold cup if we knew that they knew that so going into that i think psychologically this is you know what we can mix it up with mm-hmm. the best here we are good enough not only to be here but you know, like it's not as if Mexico didn't have chances. Mexico are a very good team, both and it makes teams,
0: the a team both, I couldn't believe that that game was scoreless. Right? Oh my both, god! Either, both a lot teams of that was down to Turner
2: in the first yeah. half too. Like he was, yeah. j- he was solid at the back, and I, I just the point just to, that I was trying to make was they kind of know now. You know what? We can we can mix it up with the best that mm-hmm. there is, especially in this region and World Cup qualification. You have to think that a lot of the players in that squad are thinking. Uh, yeah, I should be in the World mm-hmm. Cup qualifications. Well, and work. that
1: only makes the A team better, right? right. When yeah, you've right. got some competition at different positions, and you've got players knocking on the door who have, you know, a, a good sample size of games that they were proving that hey, I deserve to be considered for this. That then elevates the level that you get from the guys who mm-hmm. are right now considered
2: to be
0: the, the a to be
1: the you know the solidified starting 11
0: okay so we didn't really get to the u.s women's national team it was a tough one they lost to canada in the middle of the night or first thing in the morning Um, no team it's been forever since a team has won the world cup and then backed it up with a with an olympic win that was tweeted out by paul carr so look tough one for the u.s i think it's an aging team they're gonna have to hit the reset button there and for the Sporting Kansas City side, we'll get into what their loss against FC Dallas means and what they have going forward as well. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk with Jacob Peterson about all those things. So get his answer. Who cares what we think? Let's The hear answer the from answer the answer. answer. From That's right. Answer. <laughs> uh, right after this, on the Sporting Kansas City show, we are presented by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. You're listening to the Sporting KC Show on Sports
3: Radio 810 WHB.
0: And we're back on the Sporting Kansas City show on your home for SKC Soccer Sports Radio eight hundred and ten WHB wherever you download your podcast as well. We appreciate it, and we are presented by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Napu, Katie, Ali, Trost, and Connell McCourt with you. Joined now by the Answer, Jacob Peterson. As uh, Jacob, I also pointed out, you remain the answer to a trivia question, the man who scored the most consecutive home games uh, for Sporting Kansas City because Daniel Shallowy was threatening your record. He didn't score this weekend, so you still got that honor, man. How how you
3: doing today? I'm doing great. Uh, I would have preferred that Daniel get a goal to uh, <laughs> at least tie up the game there, but, hey. Uh, I don't have very many records, so I guess I'll pick that one,
0: right? <laughs> hey, it's, hey, that's a pretty cool record to have. Uh, so let's go ahead and start with that one. We, we spent the first segment talking about the USA and the Gold Cup, and I certainly want to get your take on that. But for Sporting KC, um, look, they, they go to Seattle, first place team, and win by two goals. Then they come back and they play a team that hasn't won or even gotten a draw in a home in a road game all year long in FC Dallas and they lose 2-1. to one. They find themselves trailing 2 nothing early in the second half. How do you explain that?
3: MLS. That's, <laughs> that's, how, that's how I explain it right. I mean, yeah. we, we talked about it a little bit on the broadcast and, and our post-game show, but that's kind of unfortunately with how, just how much parity um, there is within the league, this is not a – while I, I'm surprised by it, I, I certainly – you know, think that sporting are are a lot better than FC Dallas. Um, We've seen this, you know, over the years and it's just a a staple of MLS and and it's something with Dallas too, right? It's not just, you know, San Jose coming in here and obviously they got a point uh, not too long ago, but there's something about Dallas coming to Kansas city. I mean, they're four Oh and one in their last five games at children's mercy park. and, And that's, that's shocking, actually, just with how good Sporting has been, not only at home but in the past two years. I mean, they won the West last year, right, and are battling right there this year. So it's it's surprising, but it's MLS, man. That's that's just kind of how, how it goes, right?
1: Jacob, you mentioned that four zero and one stat, and like you, I agree with you. It's shocking just when you look at how good Sporting's been. Uh, in recent history, but is that how random is that? I mean, is it something that tactically about that matchup, or is it just kind of one of those random trends that hey, they just kind of catch Sporting coming off of, you know, at a, Peter Verme said they they weren't maybe as concentrated or locked in in those opening minutes of the game, weren't as ready for the speed that Dallas was bringing. Um, how do you explain just you know what Dallas does to Sporting Kansas City at least in these last five games?
3: It, it's hard to really explain it because you look at everything and the the players all know that right they know that dallas plays well when they come here or or gets results at least so it's not like this is only us uh, in the media talking about it like they they know that and it's it's odd it's whether i think they and peter said it in the past and i mentioned it but whether it's whether it's Luchi Gonzalez being the head coach or Oscar Perejad before that, it's the type of players that, that they go out and get, whether it's, you know, obviously a lot of that is their academy as well. They, they build from within. But then they go out and get players like uh, Hara, who mm-hmm. scored a couple goals last year against Sporting, but also came in the game and um, he feels the slightest little contact and he goes down and, and gets fouls. Um, and it's just kind of the, those street smarts, right, as Peter and Nate said it in Spanish the other day uh, on the broadcast. Okay, you but try now. <laughs> <it's... laughs> Inteligencia de la
0: calle. I, I, it's a lot harder to say than street smarts.
3: <laughs> very good. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it is. It's something I, I don't know. If They come here, they make it hard, but, too, they played with a lot of energy. It wasn't just them coming here, sitting back, which we, we've seen in the past from them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and kind of grinding out a result. I mean, in the first 20 minutes of the game, especially, I thought their movement up top was was really good. Their interchanging between Ferreira, Pepe, uh, and Pomichol, especially, was really good. Kind of caused sporting a a lot of troubles when Pomacall was coming off the right, finding those soft spaces, kind of overloading Remy Walter, because Remy has to take one of them if he takes the – Ferreira, you know, the attacking mid, or Peffy dropping back in, then leaves Pomico wide open. And that was kind of the problem for Sporting in the first half. I think it got better as it went on. But, again, it's those two goals, right, in, in kind of key times to start both half, half that really undid them.
2: See, Jacob, that was kind of my thought as well after the game, just uh, going back and watching the game. I thought we kind of uh, owed Dallas a bit of respect and a bit of, uh, you know, they knew what they were trying to do. They came and they kind of did a, a job on us because defensively they were solid. There, w- there was chances and stuff, but I d- thought they'd done fairly well in limiting chances that actually making the goalkeeper make a save or ever actually be in any real trouble. But their good players played well as well. They, the guy at the back, Tafari, I thought had a great game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sean as well, the Hungarian lad. He was always He's dangerous fat. every time he was getting the ball. So And they're coming off the... They just beat LA Galaxy 4-0 as well, so... Do you think it was maybe we were kind of uh, not giving FC Dallas as much respect going into the game? Uh, like w- Looking at obviously what happened during the game, they came out like a house on fire at the start?
3: Yeah, I mean, it's it's the like stereotypical trap game, right? You go to Seattle, a lot of emotions up there, playing the first place team, a team that you know, everybody on Sporty and I'm sure the players all, all think that they're better than. Um, and you get a good and a well-deserved win, and then no matter what, there's just that little letdown. And I think maybe if they could have weathered the storm and not given up an early goal, um, you know, maybe that game plays out differently. Um, but everything you said, I think, was spot on there. Kind of it was. It was not only just the, you know, that the abilities of their front four, and you said shown. I mean, he's one-on-one, very dangerous. Um, I mean, kind of their game plan set into their strengths. But, too, their, their defending was really good. I, I thought they would struggle coming here. One of the mainstays in this kind of run for Dallas over the years has been Matt Hedges, right? Mm-hmm. He's been so good defender of the year. You know, Dallas is, I think, all-time leader in games played and, and all those stats. Um, but he, he was out, right? He came in as a sub, and, and it was the young players who, who were back there, at and uh, Shumasi? I think, was the, the right back. I thought young players, inexperienced guys held up mm-hmm. fairly well for the, most of the game, and I think that was a little bit surprising. And it, I mean, Daniel's been so good, and he has a great assist in this game. Um, but at some point, you, you have to give credit to the guys who, who were marking them. They, they were up for it, uh, and they did. They limited sporting chances, I think, overall.
0: I'm going to be interested to see what happens with FC Dallas going forward this year. By the way, though, because they, they Paxton Pommackall, I think, is a player that's re, that's got a chance to be really, really yeah. good, and mm-hmm. he's just been derailed by injuries. He's finally getting back into shape. Pepe's growing into himself. Ferreira's still incredibly young. Those guys all have talent, you know. And you hear all the stuff about play your kids, play your kids, but one of the things that you lose when you rely on all your kids is the consistency that the that the veteran has, playing game in and game out, and all that. It's going to be interesting to see the way those that, that team grows into this season mm-hmm. if those guys stay healthy and, and and add some of the pieces back that, uh, that they've been missing. So we'll, we'll see where that goes. Let's transition now, Jacob, to this Gold Cup game. Uh, we had a conference call earlier today where you and I had a nice back and forth. I don't know how much of that you want to do on the air or not. So I'll just ask you <laughs> – like, Connell, Connell, Connell gushed over this game. He called it a watershed moment for the Americans. He's coming from an outside <laughs> perspective that's talking to his buddies back in Europe about what, what American soccer's about to do, and it gave me goosebumps, Jacob, because it, it got me <laughs> excited. But for you, what what does this win mean? What doesn't it mean? I, I know you were not crying like Alexi
3: Lawless after the game was over.
1: <laughs> and Nate was crying, too. I, 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 I'll let I me cry, just cry say. all the time, so...
3: <laughs> I, I I understand You're, you are you are a uh, an easy crier, which hey, that's cool. That's nothing wrong with that at all. Um, but to me, the I, I, I'm just saying the crying I think is uh, a bit much because this is the Gold Cup, which it's not the it's not the World Cup, uh, it's not Olympics. You're not it's not even the, if they start start it back up again. It's not even the, the Confederations Cup, right? Where you um, are playing against, you know, everybody around the world. We're playing against CONCACAF, and there are some good teams in CONCACAF, but there are also a lot of bad teams in CONCACAF. And I, it's not taking away anything, because it sounds like I'm, I'm kind of you know, raining on, on the parade here, but I think the win was a, a big statement win for the U.S. Uh, I think it was a huge win. With, obviously, the the group that was there, not our A-team. There's no getting around that. It wasn't all of our best players. But the players who were there wore the jersey with pride. They played with pride. You could see that in in the Mexico game. I mean, yeah, they were under it early, but it was just a battle. I mean, Miles Robinson, who, for me, was the player of the tournament, I thought he was phenomenal uh, throughout it, and especially – you know, obviously he's playing against uh, or playing with James Sands right next to him who haven't played together before and James Sands I thought was great as well uh, I really did I was impressed with him I was almost impressed with everybody uh, that, that played there and I think it's a big time result and almost more because obviously it's against Mexico and what it does to them their program too I think it's kind of questioning them I'm not sure. Uh, If Tata is going to survive this or not, I I would kind of be surprised if he does. But, you know, that shakes up then Mexico right before, you know, World Cup qualifying as well. Um, So I think it's a massive result, massive performance, and it's good to see how how, much depth we have there uh, with the U.S. because I think Busio was great, too, for the majority of that tournament. Um, Youngest player there really stepped up, uh, which I think we all kind of – Assume that he would, but it was good to see that as well. Um, but again, it's the Gold Cup. right? It's not, uh, not the World Cup, but I think what it does do is it inspires the whole group. And now there's competition, right, between the first, the A-team, if you will, and then the rest, and going into the World Cup qualifying. I think we are in a great spot. And I think everybody that's a U.S. soccer fan should be really excited about you know, what, what potentially lies ahead for the U.S. team.
1: So, Jacob, you mentioned a few names of players that you were impressed by in the in the Gold Cup. Who do you think has the best chance? You talk about that competition now uh, with the A-team. Who do you think has the best chance to maybe be knocking on the door a bit harder uh, for uh, competing for not just a spot on, on the roster for World Cup qualifiers, but, hey, maybe breaking into the starting lineup too?
3: Miles Robinson for, for me. Yes. I, I, yeah. I think he is – he's a former teammate of mine, and um, – when I was in Atlanta with him, it was his rookie year. He was, you know, a young player, you know, it's kind of poetic there. He scores the goal against uh, Tata, his former coach um, (laughs) and and wins it. But I think he was great. And when I played with him, he was obviously a young player still, you know, learning um, the professional game. And, And I think, to a degree, playing in Tata's system where if everything was playing out of the back, almost to a fault, um, it, it wasn't the right time for him to be playing. Uh, that was part of his game on the ball that he had to develop, and he has. And I think he he was sharp on the ball. He was aggressive. He was willing to. We saw him do it not just against Mexico but throughout the tournament where he was comfortable driving into the midfield with the ball uh, and eliminating that front line of defense, which in the modern game you have to have your center backs willing to do that. Um, We see Fontas doing it with with Sporting, and he's he's really comfortable in those spots. Um, But as far as Miles Robinson, what he has that nobody else that I I don't – that I think I've ever played with is his one-on-one ability. It is he is the best one-on-one defender that I have ever seen, and wow. it's not to me. It's it, it was interesting because it's not like that Atlantic United team that I was on didn't have good one-on-one attackers, right? They he's going up against Joseph Martinez, Miguel Almirón, <laughs> Cito Vialba, Jamil um, <laughs> okay. Assad, legitimate. You know all stars in, in MLS and and even beyond, and he didn't get beat. He doesn't get beat by those guys. Or if he does get beat, his recovery speed is so good. Um, and, and there's he's physical, but he doesn't too aggressive, and he's always following. He, he's a a complete player, I think. And, and I think he's kind of being overshadowed just because of how, you know, I'll say it, bad Atlanta United have been uh, this year and. and even parts of last year, but he is, he is a great player. And I think he needs to be in that mix when you're talking about, um, not only just guys who, who are going to be on the qualifying team, but guys who, who should start and should get, you know, big time minutes. I mean, Jason
2: or Jacob, sorry. The, the reason I was, I can't kind of imagine the watershed moment. I can kind of almost, it's weird. Cause it was for the men's national team, but I, I almost can't kind of amend for the league, uh, Just because, as you said, there's no getting away from it. It wasn't the best team that the U.S. had out there. It was MLS players. It was all, for a few notable exceptions, it was all MLS players. And they went, my basic point was they went toe-to-toe with the best that Mexico had the offer. And it was an open game and it was a tough game. But they came out victorious. So in their minds, I'm sure the confidence must be sky high in the U.S. camp because those guys have played that game, surely they'll be thinking... Well yeah, I, I deserve a shout here. I, I deserve some sort of shot at at regaining or gaining a jersey for the World Cup qualification. So I think there's a couple more in there. The Hoppy, I think, don't didn't I don't think he done his chances of being called in to World Cup qualifying squads any harm. Ariola mm-hmm. I thought was great. Acosta was great. I think there's a real good mix.
0: So what does uh, it say for the league, I think, is the point there, Jacob. You're a longtime MLS supporter yourself and you mentioned the league earlier when we talked about you know fc dallas versus supporting kansas city what connell just said there what does that mean for the league
3: to address a few of the points Connell, i agree there are there are uh, i think quite a few names right that that are are uh are right there i, I just chose miles robinson because i think he I, I almost think he should be a starter yeah with, with the first group so yeah um, but, yeah, there are a bunch of players who I think showed really well and should be involved. Um, as far as what it does for the league, for me, nothing, because it doesn't change anything, because I, I value MLS. I think it's, it's – I mean, we've seen it in the past. I think we're kind of – I don't know. We have a, a little distorted uh, view, I think, publicly of now because so many – U.S. players, which is great, are, are playing at big clubs in Europe. Right there, there are the, fir- this is the first real time that we've had players at not just playing in European leagues, um, but playing for really good clubs mm-hmm. and, and clubs that are challenging for for championships. And I think that that's that's obviously a good thing. But the talent in, in MLS has only gotten better too. So mm-hmm. yes, maybe more now are. are truly top players are playing at, at the top clubs. But there are still a lot of good players in MLS. MLS now, compared to what it was when I was playing, is it, night and day difference, just the talent level overall and, and a lot of good young American teams. I mean, how often do we talk about all of the homegrowns and not just with, with sporting, but with the you know, teams that they're playing against. It's almost like every single game, we have a marquee matchup between a homegrown on sporting and a homegrown on another team. And that is And really they're like cool nineteen. <laughs> right, right. right. And, and no longer is young, you know, twenty four or twenty three coming out of college, I mean, is is old. You are I mean, my rookie year I was twenty and I that was considered young at the time. And now twenty is you know, if you're not getting minutes by, by you know, the time you're you're 20 washed it, up. Yeah, right? right. Uh, you're past it already. Um, but I do, I do think though overall the league it, the league overall level has improved, but the American player has improved, and there's no doubt about that. And the whole not qualifying for the World Cup thing really I think shocked us, but the talent's there. And I think there was a little gap between maybe the, the Clint Dempsey's, the uh, even Graham Zucis, Matt Beasler's, uh, Michael Bradley's, that kind of group, my age ish, um, to now this younger generation. I think there might have been a little gap in talent, you know, maybe that five, seven years, you know, there's not a whole lot of guys who are truly in their primes that, uh, are fixtures for the U.S. So I think that there was a gap, but I think overall, I mean, we are in a much better spot. And really, I mean, since 2000, right, the US, U.S. soccer is better than the Mexican Federation. I mean, we have a better record against them, and I think that that's kind of what I'm holding on to and not necessarily thinking, okay, this Mexico generation, which is a very good generation, I think U.S. soccer, though, has been slowly and creeping towards being the, the top program, the top team in Concacaf for sure.
0: So, and Jacob, it's been great having you on to get your perspective on all this. I guess the reason I asked the question about MLS, jumping in on Connell there, is I think those of us in this room and, and you on the phone, we're, we're all supporters of the league. We know the league's been good for a long time, um, but we're also excited about the, the, the rate of improvement that you mentioned. And maybe at the end of the day it doesn't matter because all that really matters is what Greg Berhalter sees because he's the one that chooses the team, and he doesn't choose it based off of what people on Twitter say, <laughs> thankfully. Yeah. Um, and he's already believed in Kellen Acosta and Sebastian Legette and, and guys like that. Um, but I think that—and maybe this doesn't matter, but to me, like maybe it'll shut some people up that gripe about Jossie's Artists. Or in myself, griping about Kellen Acosta getting the minutes that he got, I'm shutting up on that. He's he, <laughs> these are every minute. I've
1: always loved Zardes. I know he. I, like,
0: I've <laughs> I liked Zardes. I was happy with him, but you know, but but I just think that there's like this perception. There has been this perception that boy, if you're still in this league and right. you're in your mid twenties, then you weren't good enough to go to Europe, mm-hmm. and that's not fair to those players. Those players are really, really good players, and they're better than some of the young players that are getting looks right now. Um, and maybe those players will grow into them. And I just—I guess I'm happy for them, Jacob, that they went out and they proved that they are at that level. And they proved Greg Berhalter's faith in them, right? I don't know how much that matters, but does that make sense?
3: Yeah, it, it does. It's uh, uh, there is no doubt that there is a a portion of U.S. soccer fans who don't think MLS is a, a good league, and. Uh, uh, to me, obviously, those, those people have never actually watched MLS um, or they haven't watched it nearly what they need to to understand that it is a good level of soccer. Or maybe they watched it 10 years ago and, and they made up their mind and they haven't turned it back on and, mm-hmm. and they need to because it's, yeah, it's not a Premier League or it's not, you know, the La Liga, but it's not. Not too far off, with the exception, and I've said it to you, Nate, how many times that playing in Europe doesn't mean anything to me. It it doesn't it, it does not matter because I could go play in um, a mid tier type of country in a Switzerland or a Austria or Scandinavia or, or whatever Turkey, and that's not those leagues are not better than them are. No. they're not. They, they're different. There might have one or two teams at the top who are better than MLS teams, but generally the teams are not better than than MLS teams. I mean, Scotland, great example, right? Scotland. I mean, you have your top teams that are. Legitimate, legitimate.
0: Yeah, no you're, you're picking powers. at a scab here. They just his Celtic just lost to, to Hearts over the weekend, so we, we're not. <laughs> we, uh, we we, we wouldn't there.
3: we wouldn't make the
2: playoffs in the Western Conference at the minute, Celtic. Like, so, <laughs> but I I'm just
3: the, the, to me, there is a big difference and those people that say, "Oh, you have to play in Europe mm-hmm. for you to be featured on the national team." Makes absolutely no sense to me. Now, if you're saying you have to play at a Juventus. Like a Weston McKinney or a Chelsea, like like okay. There, I mean, that, that's that's a high standard, right? But mm-hmm. I, I I can get on board with that. It's the you got to play in Europe. It, it makes no sense to me. I mean, you, you play in Liga MX, that's a great league. If you play in Brazil or Argentina, I mean, there are leagues all over the world that, that are that are good leagues, and it's not just hey, just get yourself to Europe and you'll be good. Uh, I think there are certain situations where playing at MLS is better for your development and better, I think, ultimately long-term for certain players.
0: Jacob, this stuff is awesome. Uh, We need to have you on the show more often, man. Thank you so much for the time. We'll talk to you again soon. We'll see you Wednesday night. See you then. Big game, LAFC. Big game. Uh, that's Jacob Peterson. We'll preview that match for you when we come back right after this on the Sporting Kansas City Show presented by Michelob Ultra. You're listening to the Sporting KC Show on Sports Radio 810 WHB. All right, we're back to wrap things up on this edition of the Sporting Kansas City Show on your home for SKC Soccer, Sports Radio 810 WHB. Nate Bucati, Ali Trost, Connell McCourt with you, and we're getting you ready now for a big road trip coming up for skc alley you're going to be on it You're going to la uh you're going to stay in santa monica at a fancy hotel then you're going wherever to, they uh, wherever they send me yeah i'll yeah. be there <laughs> these i'm excited two- though like yeah. lafc
1: has been on i mean that has been one of the greatest parts of the job as someone who like has loved watching mls and gets to see all these cool stadiums on tv and the atmosphere but then to experience it in person And sporting up to this point on both my road trips, they've gone in and they have won in a dominant and exciting fashion, maybe not dominant in all of the LA Galaxy game, uh, but certainly in how they closed that game out and completely silenced um, that entire, you know, just packed stadium at Dignity, Dignity Health Park and then Seattle, of course, seeing them, you know, I guess you could say upset Seattle. At least yeah. in how some perceived the game, I, I think anyone who watched it, Sporting clearly were the dominant side, mm-hmm. but a three-one win there. It's just it's really strange to be you know there for the other team and when they score, not hearing the eruption like mm-hmm. you get at Children's Mercy Park. <laughs> right. yeah. um, but really excited to go see LAFC and and you know that stadium. It's
2: right in LA too. It's, mm-hmm. not, it's not yeah. yeah mm-hmm. You're
0: gonna you're about to get two the the two polar opposite uh, MLS experiences because you have. Your newer wave MLS teams mm-hmm. like LAFC and Atlanta and now Austin that have these great vibrant stadiums that they designed kind of to model after Sporting Kansas City and theirs are actually in like you know the the urban good parts of area instead yeah, yeah. of way out in the in the sticks yeah and the atmosphere is incredible and then you're gonna go to Colorado <laughs> which was right before Sporting <laughs> right. Kansas City was built way out in Commerce City the middle of nowhere mm. and you'll be in a town where you'll have a cab driver or an Uber driver take you to the game who claims to be a big soccer fan that doesn't even know there's a professional co- uh, soccer team in Colorado? Yeah, like you're talking <laughs>
1: with them about it, and then they're like, "Okay, and where are you going? Uh, I'm going to the game tonight." Yeah. That you don't know. Oh, about. They have, oh
0: when does their season start? It's it's been going on halfway through the season right now. Literally, that conversation's happened with us in the, in the, in the uh, last time we uh. went to Colorado. So, what are you guys doing here? We're going uh, covering a soccer game. Oh, they have a soccer team here. I'm a big soccer fan. You know, mm. uh, it just it doesn't register with the with the audience for the most part in Colorado. But there's a good team out there right now. Yeah. And so um, it's going to be a couple of tough games. Now you did not take my recommendation of going to Uncle Bill's Pancake House in Los Angeles. Then you had oysters or uh, an oyster in <laughs> Seattle, and you almost <laughs> threw up. I'd rather not talk so about. So I'm it. not giving you any culinary tips. But I did get Beecher's
1: mac and cheese. You did. I did. And that, how was so that? It was really good. Okay,
0: so that I, I, that was
1: tasty. All right. So I you, just sat on a little bench by by <laughs> myself, my little AirPods in, and was eating some mac and cheese. Mac I felt like cheese. I was 12, but it was delicious.
0: Well, how good is this LAFC team? I guess. Is the question, Connell? Because well, their results don't show it, but I was asked at the beginning of the season who the best team in the West was, and I picked them.
2: Will they have the question? I was going to have. Will they have their players back from the Gold Cup? We are well, going to find out who's back and who's not for both sides one, in this one. One player who I never really appreciated as much until I. So I was on the. I was doing the red hat for the Canada. The, the Canada the, US game. What, the game before that? The one that uh, USA one six one beat Martinique. And yeah, then Canada oh, beat yeah. Haiti. It was they mm-hmm. played. Haiti, yeah. yeah. So, uh that uh watching Canada play Mark Anthony Kay. Yeah.
0: yeah. So LAFC just traded him to Colorado. Oh, they did? So we'll this see him week. on Saturday. Oh, you'll so see him. You oh, see, so see him Saturday, but not Wednesday. Corey How about Burns on a that? different team as well to Isn't that incredible. Yeah. 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 But he was
2: like player. And he, he went from
0: being a backup left back in Toronto to starting center midfielder for Bob so Bradley. He's in, he's in Colorado.
2: That's of what of today? As of last week about last week down.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah.
2: Yeah, but it's... But
0: it's but a, Sporting, will still see him this right? week, so... Yeah. But, man, yeah. How, how good was
2: he in that tournament? Oh, like, he's... He's the players that showed up in that tournament. Terrific. That just MLS players yeah. that you don't even really consider, but... Yeah. I don't know, it's because they're around better players or it makes them into better, but going back into MLS season again after the Gold Cup, I'm excited to see so many different players, you know, yeah. like Buchanan, yeah. New, York, New, York, or New England and stuff as well, yeah. so... But, yeah, it's going to be tough. LAFC, it's always tough going out there, too, isn't it, so... I mean we've been burned their last minute goals and stuff in the past so it'll be a slog again but all they need to do is keep doing what they did in la and seattle and obviously yeah, their, their road forms charm, been so.
1: been fanta- right <laughs> yeah i don't know what food i'll be eating there on the truck <laughs> <What? laughs> no but their sporting road form has been you know fantastic so if they yeah. can keep that up i i mean it, it's just i i don't know how we would categorize the dallas game but i would consider it one of the more uncharacteristic performances, at least in in how the goals were conceded. Mm-hmm. I think the way that Sporting finished out that game was way more in line with how we've seen them for, for pretty- their really good performances this season. But, you know, not being able to find the back of the net, sometimes it just happens, even when you're creating the chances. If Sporting do have Alan Polito back, that'll be huge, not just because of what he can bring, but also this is a tough week. I mm-hmm. mean, you go to L.A. and then you come home and... You're going to Colorado. The altitude. Players have talked about it. I've talked to a lot of the guys about it this season. Just how how tough it is playing there. And it, I mean, to have that in, on a short week is going to be really difficult. Right. And
0: yeah. that's going to be the big question. How does Peter Vermees manage the legs of all the different players in this game? Well, it's like six
2: or seven games coming up in the next 22 days or yeah. something. So it's a big. It's going to be a big push.
0: Yep. And you're dealing with Cam Duke having a hamstring injury right now. We don't know the future of Gianluca Busio. We'll find out if. All the different IG lives that had teams and <laughs> teams getting screamed out that we're not going to talk about right now, become official or anything, but they've got to get some some legs in the midfield right now for sporting, and uh, we'll see how Peter Vermees manages all that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Wednesday night, 7.30. You can watch it on Bally Sports Kansas City. You can listen to it right here on Sports Radio 810 WHB, Sporting versus LAFC. Then 8 o'clock. I said 7.30. I meant 9.30. 9.30 uh, Central Time, the late one on Wednesday night oh, yeah. against LAFC. Then... Well, on Saturday, 8 o'clock against the Colorado Rapids, same channels for both radio and television for that one as well. All right, so for Jacob Peterson, Connell McCord, Allie Trost, this is Nate Bucati saying thanks for listening to the Sporting Kansas City Show presented by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it, and we'll see you next week.